With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, it's Thursday morning, December 6, 2018. 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, looking at some of the news items on my uh, blog that I use frequently. And uh, I see French citizens want cheaper energy, not global warming elitism. Uh, this is the end of Trump, Trump's economic sugar high, whatever that means. Immigrants' values, California Democrat legislator sisters claim we are President Trump's worst nightmare. So, yeah, I, you know, I haven't really heard much about the uh, caravan for the last couple of days, uh, but they leave, here's one story, it says they leave behind stunning heaps of trash, feces, and bottles of urine, which is exactly what they would do to America if we let them invade. So why do we want these people? You know, I, I just would wish they would just stall them. Uh, they have limited resources, so maybe they might have one investigator that checks into their asylum request, and each asylum request might take four hours. So if there's uh, 8,000 people, it's going to take 4,000 hours to process all those people. That's at uh, one every four hours. So uh, I don't know. It seems to me that there's going to be a, a long wait, and I bet you it's cold down there. I know, you know, Tijuana is, is just south of, uh, you know, San Isidro. It's a, they border on each other. Uh, the ocean water is mighty cold down there, and you always get a, a cold breeze coming in from that ocean. I bet you they're freezing their buns off. Anybody got any information on this? No, not not on that specific. Yeah, I mean it's uh, everything between uh, France's yellow vest movement and the uh, the border. That's some of these top stories I see on this blog today. I saw that uh, Red Ice did a good video on explaining what's happening in France. Oh no, excuse me, Red Elephant. I've uh, got something from Nightingale. She sends me these YouTube video links. So there's Red Ice and Red Elephant that are, are similar, I guess. <laughs> if anybody wants to check that out, he, he says that the chaos in France is from the white working class, but... I don't know because uh, I saw some pictures of some real darkies in those yellow vests getting in the action. Red Ice did one as well when they had a, a French gentleman on there. I can't remember his name. Good morning, White Good morning, Brothers. White Power. Morning, Daryl. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you fine. Okay. 
I'd really like to get with you. I'm probably going to give you a call, and maybe we can prepare the document that would add us as interested parties to the Jason Kessler lawsuit. What do we What do we need the case number on that? Yeah, you need the case number. Okay. You need to You need to look at his lawsuit. What it says, though. Okay. That's a public doc. That's a public document. He shouldn't have any problem sending you the original filing, his his very first filing for, uh, well, actually, he's had someone removed when, when he was talking, when he's had someone removed from the case. I, I think he named a couple people, and, uh, of course, they're going to, they've left a police chief on there, so you, you need to, to see uh, what the judge said. The judge probably asked him to amend his complaint. Uh, once they removed someone off of it, he had to rewrite it to what the judge wants that, okay, I, I say this is the person that we suspect is liable for causing this. And I, and, uh, I don't know if he got the governor removed from there and they're just going to let the police chief, chief hang for it. So you need, you need to, you need to get a little research before you do that. And I think, uh, there's some people on VK talking about uh, doing that as well, and I don't know. I think they want to. Pro they probably like the idea of enter entering without being involved with Jason Kessler. And I would encourage uh, you, Frank, to talk to Dr. Hill, and and I think it would be beneficial for him to get the league and all league members that attended there uh, to be on there. Yeah, that's and and I know and and I know someone, uh, I know two, a couple people in the league that agree that the league should go on the offensive, and I think it could bring them a lot of media that that you know we're not the haters, we're not the ones that showed up uh, making a bunch of trouble. They followed uh, Jacob Goodwin. He wasn't one of our members, but what was done to Jacob Goodwin uh, was done to us, and we just managed to get out of there with our skin. Well, I, I would certainly encourage them to go on the offensive. I think that's the only way we're going to begin to win these things, is to go on the offensive. And they'll have to pay. I mean, you have a great you have a great opportunity. Yeah, it sounds like it. So I'm gonna, I, I can try and get in touch with Dr. Hill, and Dr. Hill may be on the show tomorrow morning, so we can discuss it on the show tomorrow morning. Now we are we do have security concerns with these conference calls. One of our one of our people listens on his computer, and all the phone numbers with people's names pop up on his computer screen when he's when he's on the show. So you know, it's good for me because now I have everybody's phone number. But I don't know if it's such a good thing that everybody has my phone number. Or I'll just remind everyone you can call anonymous, and that won't happen. Dial star six seven. I'm not concerned about it. My number is on the internet. I was getting calls from India yep. yesterday. I actually. Hate making complaints to the government, but uh, these people from India keep calling me, and I'm not going to change my number. They call me at least one day, once a day. Sometimes it's from India or the Philippines, and uh, they've kind of figured me out now that I'm recording their phone calls. That I because I try to find out what company they're represent, they're who they're from, and they say they're Mastercard and Visa. They're a bunch of scammers. If I could get their name, I'd file a lawsuit locally here against them and get a judgment against them. Because uh, I, I I've got tons of 
it's phone harassment and you ask to be put on the do not call list and they don't do crap and there's another group out of California that does that and it'll say I'm getting a 417 number call and I'm like who's calling me and so I always answer I always answer the phone uh, my wife is like oh I'm not answering it if I don't know who it is I answer it every time <laughs> yeah I like I like toying with them they're funny number one I can't understand the words they're saying so they, they better hire some people that can actually speak English instead of you know somehow mimicking the sounds of English. But I'll say, where are you at? This I am in Florida. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, they call me and tell me that uh, they're going to give me a, a free security system because um, I live in such a heavily trafficked area. Uh, well, you know, I live on the end of a dirt road that's a half a mile long and nobody's behind me. So the only people that approach the gate are the people that actually stay here on the farm. And maybe so I really triggered these two Indian boys because I told them, I said, you guys are just answering the phones because you have to your cast member slaves. And, oh, man, it, like, triggered them. They started saying stuff about my mama. And, and, and I was like, yeah, just keep it up. Let me find out. Uh, uh, and his supervisor was cutting in, too. His supervisor is the one that I think it triggered when I, I brought up the cast that he's a cast member slave. I don't, I don't care know if about you know telemarketers. I don't care about What's telemarketers that? calling my mobile number. It doesn't bother me. I wouldn't sue anybody for that. I just blocked their number. If you got a mobile phone, telemarketers are not a problem to me. <clears throat> Excuse me. My phone's not that smart. And you well, can't block them when they you, you can't yeah. block them when they spoof. They I'll get numbers that say it's a four one seven number. And I, and I have business things going on, or I'm buying and selling, and, and if I go blocking, I, 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 oh, block this number, I answer all the calls. If you have, this is like my all-around phone. I'm not blocking anything. I'm not hiding my name on comments. It says Daryl McClanahan on there. I write how I feel. You know, a lot of the cop videos I watch, I'm like satanic pig order followers. I'm not a big supporter of the... Uh, the police, the, the Knights Party puts out a, a law enforcement supporting thing and, and it could about make me puke. Uh, these people are liars. There's, they will, if you or me, of course they will help to change a tire and there are people that get into it to truly help and serve. But those people don't ever get raises. I have a friend that his I father think, is... I think we should take advantage of mobile phones as much as possible. No, I don't think we used them properly in Charlottesville. We missed a lot of opportunities for videos and calling the police and things like that. People should should discover how to use a smartphone, learn There's it, probably... master it. And if you have a problem with privacy or security, there's ways to develop that too on the smartphone. I think that's what Jason Kessler's trying to put together. I think if all the people would get together, there's probably people out there with stuff that they haven't put out. And and if they want to be anonymous and they videoed something, they can always send it to someone uh, via Facebook or Messenger. I, I have one friend that's very – he has – we can talk encrypted, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't have time for that. I'm not. I mean, there's a certain amount of set. Like right now, my children are sleeping, but once they wake up, I, I have a total handful of stuff to do, and and I got other stuff on the the phone to do besides encrypting and going to. But you know, on the Christian call, the uh, Schaefer Cox call, there's a, a guy named Sovereign Man, 
every very knowledgeable constitutional guy, very much a Christian, and he he likes to use the duck duck goose. He won't sign up for Google email. He he's very uh, militant to to it. And uh, there there's just a story that Google is they're trying to they they need to be held to all the rules at the telephone companies and they're they're censoring Facebook and Google. They I who it was I just saw John Stossel. He's a libertarian. He, John Stossel just put out a, a video called the, the Creepy Line, uh, how creepy Facebook and Google are, and this next election they will be able to sway 10%. And, and the next election they're going to be even better at it. They're, they're, they're mad uh, that, that they lost, and, and they're going to control all these, uh, these dumb, dumbed-down people that uh, are easily controllable. Well, I see. I can see the phone numbers on freeconferencecall.com because I have the software on my phone, and I think that really helps us to see who's calling and who's listening and, and who wants to talk. And people that are calling anonymous, you know, they're probably some of our enemies. But you know, there's there's ways to create alter ego, you might say. You know, something that's just not connected to your family you know, where you live. And the mobile phone, is a, there's federal law against any information coming out on your about your mobile phone number. So I, I just encourage people not to, to be too shy. I understand there's an app you can download on a smartphone that uh, lets you use an alternative phone number. So you can, That's you right. can use your regular That's you right. Regular. There you go. I was just going to say that. Change your number, spoof your number, block the number. But anybody can have my number if they want it. You know, you can you can put in a phone number and search it on a search engine, and you can find some traces of where somebody's mentioned your number occasionally. Like if you meet a stranger, you don't know anything about them, get their phone number. Before you go meet them somewhere and do a deal or something, they sell something to them. You can find something sometimes about a phone number, but you can't. Like if you Google me, you'll find out information. If you Google my phone number, you'll find. And another reason I don't block stuff is I get calls from prisoners. I have prisoners call me probably once a week, different prisoners, because Rudy's overwhelmed with phone calls. And I say, hey, have any of them prisoners call me? And I just try to give them encouragement and tell them I'm passing out cards. And well, it's uh, not like phone numbers used to be connected to your house. So you can look up a phone number and find where a person lives. It's not like that anymore. Phone numbers now are moving the way of people are mobile. They don't use their home phones. Uh, some, you know, some old guys out there are still using a home phone and they don't want their number published. So I would say yes, in that case... Call anonymous. We, uh, we, can, I don't, we, we can don't even have a home phone here. I don't even have one. I haven't had one for 15 years. No, I don't think we've had one in, in 10 years. My, my mother has two phones, a mobile and a home. And I so said, I have this uh, phone number. Just pay for it and you don't use it. No. It's a uh, waste. But... We could get into some training here. People want to know how to use smartphones. 
Well, just calls the Jew attorney, uh, then you could be put on there. And uh, what was it that Tony just said? Uh, oh, Jason, you guys were talking about what Jason Kessler wants. I was listening closely the last time he called into the morning show here, and he said he wanted people to join on. He said he wanted people to give him video. He said he wanted people to contact him, and that and that's what he said. And exactly. I was listening. But but then, Daryl, you brought up the fact that we don't even have to be part of the, his. Don't have no, to you don't, but you have to have some skills to know how to go research it. I think you probably can do that, Frank. I think you've been involved enough that you know you need the case number, you need a template, you need to know who, who you are naming as the plaintiff. Uh, I would just get with the, his attorney. I would call his attorney up. Everybody should... Uh, you know, uh, it's probably not hard to find out who the guy is helping him. So, I'll, and, I'll uh, call Jason. I'll you know, I mean, does Jason want you to pay him the 500 a month or the attorney 500 a month? You know, I mean, because if you get five people paying 100, I don't think you have to pay anything. If you you don't have to pay entry. I am part of an ACLU lawsuit. Uh, the ACLU is suing the Missouri Public Defender's Office, and we've tried to get the news out to everyone in Missouri prison. And I think the news is probably out there. Everyone in, 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 and that's why the federal court is holding the case up right now because the shit is going to hit the fan when the federal court says that the, uh, the, the uh, Missouri public defenders, all the people that ever had a public defender in the last several years are going to be able to claim they had ineffective counsel. They have cut that off now. They have set a deadline for people entering as an interested party in that lawsuit. And they've also made a ruling, the federal court made a ruling, that if the, the public defenders are found guilty of it, anybody that was already sentenced before the lawsuit was filed, which was like June of 2017, anyone before that date will not be able to be part of it. So, uh, so all these people that got railroaded and didn't, when they had a caseload of, uh, of a bunch of cases, so there are cutoffs and there are parameters of where you could not be part of it, and uh, so you need to get involved with, with what he had to say, and 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 the lawyer. Well, I, I don't I don't have any communication with Jason Kessler. I've been trying for months. I, I've tried to get on his email list. If anybody else is on the list. Could you tell us what you're getting from him? Yeah, that sounds like a, a good plan. And by the way, this is Jay. I know uh, my voice uh, may sound Jay. like he's because uh, I'm, I'm from the Northeast like him. But uh, anyway, it, it, and it seems strange to me, $500 a month. Now, that I've never heard of, of any legal fee structure like that. Generally, it's like you pay for uh, like a filing fee, and that's like a flat rate. There's no monthly fee until the case is, is heard. That seems very unusual to me. But no, we're talking about attorney. Ongoing, there's, there's ongoing actions that need to be taken, other papers that need to be filed, the investigations that need to be done. And all of these things have been costing Jason around $1,500 a month for how, how, who knows how long. And the oh, other thing, that, that makes sense. The vampire I was dead. Again, 
it, the, the way the way it was uh, stated, it, it seemed like the, that there was some five hundred dollar a month uh, fee until the case is heard. Now, of course, obviously there's going to be expenses uh, for, that the lawyer is going to have, but uh, I don't know how he can anticipate it, like what it is or. What, I don't know. Bottom line is we need to find out the, the facts and details. I'll tell you, uh, if there's anyone out there that has an attorney, if there's anyone listening that has a personal attorney that does, I mean, is there a guy listening that's got money? You can tell your own attorney, hey, I was there, and I didn't do anything, and I want to enter as an interested party, and your own attorney can do it for you, and you can skirt around being involved with him. And, and, and I mean... You know, you can either do it yourself, go around it, or you can be involved with the guy. And and I, I don't. He he isn't. Pro, he said he was going to be on the show. He's you know. I, I I'm not sure how much I trust him, and I'm with a lot of people. You know, I'm not saying he's a Jew or he's an infiltrator, but I think he has his own personal agenda, like many people do, and that's why they can't get along, is because they have a personal agenda. There are people that have a personal agenda of hate. And there are people that have a, an agenda for standing up for white rights. Okay. And there are people that have an agenda making a name for themselves. They're all over the place. Class action lawsuits are very common. Civil rights, too. You know, we don't like civil rights, but that's what they violated. They violated our civil rights when we showed up in Charlottesville. This is a cut-and-dry, yeah, easy win. I think that. so. I think you're absolutely right there. And as as Red had point, pointed out, he had been involved in a, a class action lawsuit. Uh, I had I have been as well. You know, some rinky dink uh, product that uh, you know that I had bought, and, and they, they the lawyers contacted me. Uh, I think that that's one of the the requirements in a class action lawsuit is uh, the lawyers have to do some sort of due diligence to to contact people like they'll put ads on TV, you know, saying if, if you have, uh, have had this hip implant and it's, uh, and it's, uh, going wrong, contact this uh, law firm. So, uh, you just sign an affidavit, right? You sign an affidavit that says you were there. You have witnesses that you were there and what happened? And you just enter that in the class action and you should get some money. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. I don't really, I don't really mind helping Jason defray some of the expenses, because if the guy is doing, I mean, don't forget, nobody else has done anything. Nobody has done anything on on the offensive to go after Lee, these people, basically mess with us. Go ahead. Yeah, and no, I, I don't have a problem uh, chipping in. I mean, I, I really don't anticipate uh, this to be have a successful outcome because of how corrupt. Uh, the system is, but uh, I figure it's worthwhile uh, making the effort. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm thinking, but I'm not sure that it's a, it's a federal lawsuit. It's not it's not something local. It's not in Charlottesville. It's a federal court, and so now the influence of the Commonwealth of the City of Charlottesville, or the Commonwealth of the City of Charlottesville, uh, is not going to be. It began the as a state case, case and then moved to federal court. Well, you, I'm not you know, exactly sure of, of any of the details, so I'd, I really hate to say anything. I'd really rather have Jason Kessler come on. And if he could, that would be up. the best uh, route to go. And, and, of course, you can imagine what would happen if you just uh, reverse the roles. Like, let's say it was a, 
a Black Lives Matter group that uh, that filed for a permit, and then it was denied. They they uh, they got uh, an, another court to uh, to reaffirm that the right to that protest, and then the city of Charlottesville uh, denied, you know, conspired to deprive them of their civil rights. There be an army of Jewish lawyers like filing civil rights lawsuits. So, uh, you know, yeah. we're, we're definitely fighting, uh, you know, fighting against the current, but uh, we have to make the fight. Exactly. And like I said, I, I don't really have a problem helping Jason with the expenses. I mean, they're not something that, you know, it's not just a simple matter of filing some papers and then waiting for the action to take place. There's other things that are being done, and we need Jason's input to tell us what those things are and, and where we it is it is as simple as just getting your name in the hat because all cases start at a at a local level a, a small claims case a, uh, a a complaint it started in uh, Charlottesville where he where Jason's attorney filed this lawsuit it started in Charlottesville now to make it more complicated for Jason. They will claim, oh, it isn't a personal injury. It's a, uh, I don't know if he claimed it was a personal injury or if he claimed that it was a violation of his civil rights. And immediately upon him claiming that it's a violation of his civil rights or even the other side saying this, it gets moved into federal court and the case is in federal court. And he said and, that and when the, he... The primary case is a violation of civil rights. You know, uh, and any right. any personal injury, I, I think, is uh, subordinate to the civil rights case because that that is the most important uh, aspect of this. Uh, you well, know, there are going to be people that were injured and could claim that they were injured because they were well, forced into. Well, we yeah, do you have to file your own injury. Yeah, the, the, the civil rights violation is like the 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 top of the tier as, as far as uh, the importance of, of the various suits go. Yeah, we do have a fellow that did sustain injuries, and he had actually lost a part of his lung as a result of the gas that he might have inhaled. Tamara Goodwin has told me that there's several people that have respiratory problems that were at Charlottesville, and it's like an epidemic or something. That, you know, like many people, not just one or two, like dozens of people. I know well, maybe I that's why I have problems uh, with my lungs right now. Well, it could be. Maybe but, I have you know, a personal injury uh, case. Well, possibly. And the, and the this fellow that lost a part of his lung, actually the doctor says this is a result of inhaling some sort of a poison, and, and he pegged it to Charlottesville. So you've got a doctor making this statement, so that's, that's going to hold some weight in the courtroom. And, you know, and what, whatever happened to Baked Alaska? Remember, he he was blinded for a, a certain period. Did he ever recover his eyesight? Yeah, I think so. However, you know, what is he doing is why people are choosing not to go on the offensive in this issue. I don't know. I know that you, you, everybody keeps... Because they're afraid. Each if you were injured, you had to go to the hospital within the first 72 hours and say, hey, I was hurt at the protest. If you didn't go, it didn't ever happen. If the guy didn't go and say he was injured, his lungs hurt, my lungs hurt because it happened at Charlottesville, he will never get a dime. 
you have to have had medical attention and there has to be a record of it. If things are not written down, they did not happen. You're, you're absolutely correct on that point, I think, Daryl. <laughs> well, again, we're, we're, we're guessing and we're imagining. We don't really know. We need to really get Jason yeah. to talk to Jason. That's James. not a guess. Pardon? No, no I mean, he, he is correct in, in that, uh, you know, like uh, it, you definitely, like, for instance, just in, in a car accident, you know, no, I'm saying you should always go in a car accident. You should immediately go to the emergency room uh, because, like, you know, a lot of times there could be soft tissue injury that, that doesn't uh, really become evident until, like, uh, maybe three days to a week afterwards. And by then... It's it's too late. You got to go immediately uh, to to get uh, medical attention uh, if if you really want to have a solid case. Yeah, yeah but we're yeah. not guessing as to what physical injuries, blah blah blah, that any one of us sustained. We're guessing at what Jason Kessler's modus of operandi is here. What is he yeah, doing? Ex- what exactly, is he yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think instead of spinning our wheels, uh, we should. You know, wait until uh, we get the, the facts uh, straight from Jason Kessler. Exactly. And I'll make every effort that I can to get him on a call next Tuesday night. And the thing, that we're moving the time for next Tuesday's call from uh, 7 o'clock to 6 because it's, it's, uh, Russ has been t- pretty much taking charge of the board for this legal thing. And actually, Russ is more involved in the legal issue than he is in the advertising program, I think. I mean, I think he has just as much, if not more, interested in the legal issues as, as in the uh, advertising thing. Uh, my, that's a whole other field of endeavor, and I don't really want to get, take this conversation off to, the, off to onto that tangent right now because, you know, that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about legal issues and legal issues and, and what is Jason Kessler, what is he actually doing? What does the lawsuit actually say? We should probably read the lawsuit, I would think. I mean, I wouldn't... Oh, yeah. No I mean, doubt about it. Yeah, and then so and so basically, we're you know we're 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 doing a lot of speculation, and, and exactly. uh, I, I'll tell you what. One thing I've been wanting to ask you, Frank. You know, I re- I read that book that just came out, uh, um, "Everything You Love Will Burn," which is basically a biography of Matt Heimbach, and um, and, and in in this book, I mean. Matt Heinbach is constantly cursing, using like like every sentence he's using the f bomb, and as I recall, the the, the amount of I've I've uh, hung out with Matt Heinbach uh, several times. I don't recall him ever cursing, and I wanted to ask you, Frank. I know you spent some time with him. Do you ever recall him cursing or using the f bomb? Not really. No, I would say, geez, I remember riding down the road with Matt, and every time we pass a church or a grave, <laughs> yeah, he'd cross he'd himself. Kind of cross. Yeah, yeah. The, the I, I do not cross. recall ever. You know, I, I mean, I can't be absolutely certain, but uh, uh, when I read this book, it is so distorted. Uh, it's just incredible. Like, you know, we have fake news, and and obviously this is a a fake book. Yeah, I mean, who wrote the book? Uh, uh, this this uh, guy from Norway, uh, uh, Vegas uh, Tenold. Don't, don't I don't know. know if, what kind of person? You, you, you probably met him. 
because he, he was uh, in Knoxville uh, at, at uh, some of the different uh, uh, protests that um, Tom Pierce had and staged uh, downtown and stuff. So you, you, you probably ended up at least uh, seeing him. Uh, I don't recall. Yeah, well, uh, anyway, uh, like I said, I just wanted to, to verify that, that in, in my own mind because I'm thinking to myself, I don't recall Matt Heimbach uh, cursing like that. And, uh, and, and, and you have the same recollection because he, 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 when, when I knew Matt, he was very much uh, into the, the whole Orthodox Christianity. And uh, yeah. I, never, I really don't recall him cursing at all. So anyway, that that, that yeah, answers I, I, my question. I, I think you're right. I don't really remember Matt, and I've you know I've met with Matt in very uh, you, you know in people's homes at parties and things like that where he would be at ease. He wouldn't like be in the public eye, and uh, I I really don't remember him using that kind of a. And Tom Pierce is another example. Tom never uses curse words, never, and and and. Uh, because it's, and like Annabelle always says, we need to watch our language because people can take excerpts of what we say and create, uh, create a, a, a statement that doesn't, that's not real. Because and and that's what the, this guy did in this book, and, and I've, I've noted uh, several examples, like every, everything that uh, I have been an eyewitness to has been completely distorted and uh, anyway, I don't, I don't want to dwell upon uh, this uh, sick, hate-filled book, because that, that's all it is, really. It's just a, uh, a hate-filled uh, rant against uh, white nationalism. Yeah, just like the... Trying to, to like, like make us look as bad as possible, and part of that is like, like uh, making everyone he interviewed like just like uh, has... Uh, Loads loads their conversation with uh, curse words, which I do not recall at all. Yeah, so anyway, I don't really remember Matt being, you know, vile, vile language. I, that doesn't register. He may have said "pal" or "damn" or something at one time or another, but my impression is not that he was want uh, to use profanity. All right, good, because that's my recollection as well, and I, I just wanted to. Uh, Get somebody else to to confirm that too. Yeah, I mean, I did the. Uh, I don't even remember what town it was in that we were. We did a, a protest someplace. I, I think it was down in Rick Scott's territory with, when he was running for Congress. You know, make America white again. And uh, Rick Tyler, I'm sorry. Rick, Rick and, Tyler, yeah. Yeah, and and so we did a protest down there at some university. And it turned out that where we were was private property, so we had to leave that area. That was about, I don't know, maybe 50 people there, something like that, at least 30. And it was a peaceful protest. We, we stood in front of a statue, a Confederate statue or a monument. And when the cops asked us to leave, we left. And, you know, they watched us go. And, you, you know, it's, we're, at, at the time, Jay, you and I and Tom and, and Matt were up on the overpass here in the, on the north side of Knoxville. And, and with the banners and the flags, and every truck driver was given this beep in the horn, and bikers were all giving us the thumbs up, and, you know, cops came up on top of the ramp, and, you know, I was had a shirt and tie on, and, and so I was the older statesman, so I basically stepped up to the plate and said, yes, officer, no, officer, okay, we'll leave, we didn't mean to cause any problems. 
And the lady officer that was there, she had her arms crossed in a very, like, uh, you know, defensive posture. And oh, yeah, talk- she, she definitely uh, had an attitude. Uh- yeah, but as we talked, she calmed down. She put her hands down. She didn't have that body language going anymore. She realized that we weren't going to give her any problems, and we left. And we went somewhere else. I think we went downtown to the courthouse in Knoxville. Yeah. Continued the process there. So, you know, these uh, flash mob type things are very effective because there's nobody that can can nail you down. I mean, you're not going to be able to know where your next move is. It's like a guerrilla warfare thing as, as opposed to like a standing army, you know, with battle lines drawn and stuff like that, like Charlottesville was. These are more like... You know, Nathan Bedford Forrest maneuvers with 15 guys are going and uh, steal rifles from the Union Cavalry off of a train. <laughs> that's, that's what Forrest would do. You know, we're, we are in a war, and we, and the, again, whether or not we're doing anything illegal, for us to telegraph our, our moves or what we're going to do, the Miami Dolphins do not tell the Buffalo Bills what their next play is going to be. They, they keep that to themselves as a surprise, not because it's illegal. I mean, look at it. You know, you got people on a football field every single Sunday conspiring to commit acts of violence against the other 11 guys. Why? How come they're not getting arrested? <laughs> That's a conspiracy to commit violence. You go over this way, knock this guy on his ass, so this, this little quick-running black guy can run down the field and Bob Greasy can throw the touchdown pass. You're not going to tell the other side that. We don't want them to know how we're going to proceed with a lawsuit against the city of Charlottesville. Keep them in the dark. Yeah, that's a good analogy. And, uh, I mean, in the NFL, they, they even uh, went to the uh, lengths of uh, getting people that could read lips, and they'd, they'd have binoculars and, and read the lips of what, what the coach was saying. So now the coaches ha- hold, like, a, a clipboard to cover their face so they, they can't have their lips being read. Yeah, and the, and the, the methods of gleaning knowledge today are so intense. It was, a, it was an N.A. guy that was the one that told me that all the phone numbers are viewable when, when he's online listening to the, these phone conversations. He can see everybody's phone number. And he also tells me there's, a, there's some sort of a service where you get the number, and then you can backtrack and find out who owns that number. So I, I had no idea of these. I'm not really concerned about that. And I think a lot of – another issue is – uh, that came up is should this one organization be an LLC, a non-for-profit, a non-government organization? I, I'm a sole proprietor type guy. I don't I don't believe in corporations or any of these legal sections that they want to put on somebody. That it takes your humanity, it takes away your your own person. And I'm 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 opposed to that. I'd rather act this way. But again, it also depends on your your financial position. If you got nothing to lose, you're pretty much you can do whatever you want because they can't squeeze blood from a turnip. And so you can file. Look, look at the Greenbaum up there in, in uh, I think it was in Pennsylvania that that one of our buddies uh, Eric was attacked by Antifa members. His wife got beat up a little bit. Some he said some old guy came off the sidewalk to help him. I said, how old was he? Oh, he must have been at least sixty. Well, dude, I'm like 70. <laughs> you know, I guess I'm an old guy too. But the uh, the reality is that nobody could touch this guy because he doesn't own anything. Zero. And so if you're in that position, you can act one way. But if you're in a position where you have a lot of assets, like Donald Trump, you've got to act a different way. And so yeah, but Frank. Make a different way. 
Frank, they can still put a judgment against you whether you own anything or have anything or not, so that in the future, yeah, you know, let's say you hit the lottery, you know, that you're still entitled to 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 pay. You know, they can still put a judgment yeah. against you whether you own anything or not. It, again, I'm not going to get into the details of my particular strategies, but there's, you, you know, you take somebody that's uh, uh, like this guy Greenbaum. He lived in a gated estate not a gated community, in New Jersey, in a wealthy portion of New Jersey, they couldn't touch him because he doesn't own anything. So, you know, that's kind of, and that's what they have on their side. They got a bunch of deadbeat scumbags that maybe sometime in the future they might have owned something, but then again, maybe they won't. No lawyer is going to take a case against a person that doesn't have at least 50 grand. It's not yeah, and, and collecting a judgment is, is like uh, pa- practically impossible. I mean, even if, if somebody does end up uh, g- gaining assets, I mean, trying, trying to collect that judgment is uh, going to be a real problem. Exactly. And so, so, again, it all depends on each person's position, their legal, the legal knowledge that they might have. You know, for example, if you go into court and the judge says, raise your right hand, and you say, well, excuse me, Your Honor, but I can't swear an oath. Well, well, you can affirm. Well, no, I can't affirm either. I can only say yes or no because otherwise it's the words of the devil. Read James 5.12, and it'll give you swear not at all. And then there's another one. I think it might be Matthew 5, and and it's several uh, verses, not just one simple verse. And it goes into more detail. And it says any time you try and do anything that's beyond yes or no is a sin. Well, if it's a sin... And then the, the judge will say, well, you're still subject to the, the penalties of perjury. No, I'm not. Perjury is making false statement under oath. I'm not under oath, so I'm not going to be charged with perjury. So now you kind of screw up their whole legal system. That's just one of the tactics you can use. I'm not saying everybody should use it. So, again, um, let's, let, me, let me get with Kessler. And, again, if he's paying that much money, and, you know, we hear Dr. Duke begging for money. We hear Don Black asking for money. We hear all these different people asking for money to support their causes. But, you know, if there's, a, if there's an incentive, if you put money in, you might get money back. Well, that makes it more like somebody's going to participate. And if we can and, and let me just uh, point out uh, a couple basic things about uh, lawsuits. There, there's different uh, uh, fee structures for instance, um, in most cases like this, uh, it's on a contingency basis where the, the lawyer doesn't require any upfront fees from the client, but in the contract, the, the, the attorney will get a, a set percentage of the final judgment. It, it could be 25% or even as much as 50%. And then there's another class of lawsuit where you hire the attorney and you guarantee that you're going to pay all his expenses, and then at the end you get the whole judgment, and the attorney doesn't get uh, uh, any uh, percentage of it. So that may be what Jason Kessler is doing. He he may be paying all the attorney's costs and fees up front, and then Jason expects to get the the full judgment at the end. Exactly right. why. Exactly why. He probably wouldn't want a bunch of people to attach themselves to this 
lawsuit because that's less money he would get. He's looking out for himself. No, 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 no. That's not true is what I understand it. If you sign on as an interested party, you get a separate judgment independent of his judgment. Now, if it was part of his lawsuit and you were, you were a person named and handled by the attorney, and, yeah, it would be a good test. If we call the attorney and say, look, we want you to take our case on a contingency basis, we'll give you 40% of the win, and there's 10 of us, and we're each looking to get a million dollars. Well, that's $10 million. That means you're going to get $4 million if you win. Well, if he says, no, 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 I'm not going to do that, then, they, then he doesn't have much of a belief in the fact that he can win because that's how you can call his bluff. So I don't really know what's happening, and I, and I really don't want to try and guess at it because I just don't know. I have to ask Jason. So. Yeah, yeah let, let's, let's get the, the details uh, and facts straight before we start uh, arguing and speculating, right? Exactly, and, and so that's what I would like to do. I, I'll call Jason. I talk to him, and, you know, I get along with Jason just fine. Like, you know, he's not a white nationalist. He, he says that. He's, he's right in your face. He's not a white nationalist. But he also sees that we're, we are losing our rights. He calls them civil rights. I call them God-given rights. That Dr. Hill calls them God-given rights. But they're still rights, and that's what we're going to pin them down on that violation. And when, you know, when, when Patrick is citing the, the Seventh Amendment to the Constitution, he's, he's not, it's, it's, at least it's written different in my book of Constitution that I got from the Naval Academy. I guess they pretty know what's going on. Uh, it, it says different than what he keeps uh, explaining. He keeps saying that if it's a case under $50, it can be heard in court. Well, the Seventh Amendment in my book says if it's over 20 then you're going to get a jury trial. And again, you have to take into account inflation and what was 20 bucks in, you know, 1787 and what's 20 bucks? Yeah, that was probably like uh, 200 or more. Oh, maybe even more than that, maybe 1000 Yeah, it just, yeah it just exactly. Look at 1964. Go back and look at the Perry Mason movie, and somebody's going to... I just watched one this morning where somebody was blackmailing a person for $7,000. Well, $7,000 in 1964 was 7,000 7, silver dollars. A silver dollar right now is worth 77% of $15. So 1,000 times... Let's say let's make it easy. Let's say it's a ten to one ratio. Seven thousand dollars in nineteen fifty eight is is seventy thousand dollars in today's money. So that, that you have to get these ideas through your mind. That the it's like they sell your house and you pay a, you pay taxes on the profit. We didn't make a profit. You bought your house for ten thousand dollars. You sold it for a hundred thousand dollars. You didn't make any profit. The money's worth less. So because the government can't control the value of money, we're forced to pay taxes on the, on the things that they couldn't control. So they let Yeah, like, like for instance, uh, my, my parents bought their house in 1965 for $20,000, mm-hmm. and uh, in 1995, uh, 30 years later, it, it sold for uh, over 200000 Exactly, and that's my point. So the house didn't gain in value. The money lost value. Exactly. So, and then they tax it because they lost the value of your money. Yeah. So what would happen if you if you said, okay, I'm a, I want a thousand dollars, a thousand gallons of gasoline for this? Now what happens? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it yeah. doesn't have any, it, You have intrinsic value in the gasoline. 
or food or anything. They won't tax. They don't tax any profit unless it's over five hundred thousand dollars. That's one thing that Trump did sign in successfully, and I know this firsthand because I just went through this and made money, and I was concerned with uh, my taxes. That the money that I made on the house that I sold, uh, I was going to have to pay all these taxes, but Come to find out, my CPA told me that, no, that Trump put this law in when it comes to, to property sales, that unless it's, you profited over $500,000, they cannot tax a dime of it. And I'm living that's proof of that. That's good. That's good to know. See, and that's, that's all part and parcel of running these legal things past each other because we've got a wealth of knowledge here. I, I understood that you can get a one-time uh, tax deduction when you sell property. And, but it only works one time in your life. So, but then now here goes this question. What happens if the property is owned by a corporation? Is it taxable or not taxable? See, that's where you might not want to be in a corporation. You're better to be a sole proprietor. And that, these are the kind of questions that need to be asked consistently, all the time. What happens if I do this? What, what is going to be the effect of my action? You know, and that's the kind of things we need to do. And Daryl, I, I would love to get with you, just you and I, to discuss exactly how you would put yourself on to attach as an, an, uh, an interested party to Kessler's case, and, and what does that do to influence his payout? Does it give him more money or less money? Does the lawyer get a cut of it because he's running the case? I don't know any of those answers. I think that's something we need to brainstorm about. Well, everything have, on Kessler is is available at jasonkessler.us. There you go. He's That's also it. on Twitter. You can see what he's doing on Twitter. <clears throat> this case was put in November 8th. Um, and it says, Jason Kessler and Identity Europa and <clears throat> National Socialist Movement and Traditional Workers Party versus City of Charlottesville. So... He is asking for donations. It doesn't say why. So we well, like again, what he's told me is there's ongoing legal fees. It's not just a simple thing of filing a complaint and letting it sit there until it's handled. There's other things that need to be done, motions that need to be made, transcripts that need to be printed, testimony that needs to be transcribed, that kind of stuff. If this is I a mean, class action, there should be a way for you to add your name list. Well, we don't know and if it's class action that. yet. We don't really know if it's That's class action. That's what he calls action. it. Can I say again? He's calling it a class action. Who's calling it a class action? Jason. Okay, now, because he's got League of the South, uh, not, not League of the South, he said NSM. No, he's calling it a civil rights lawsuit. Okay, there you go. Exactly. Not not a, uh, a class action lawsuit. I mean, we, we might as well just get a another attorney and do a class action. Not necessarily. Like Why get an not. attorney at all? Daryl seems to think that we don't need attorneys. We can just make ourselves interested parties in the ongoing case for free. But I think that does a disservice to Jason because Jason has taken the money out of his own pocket hours and hours of time. There were only three people in the courtroom for Jacob Goodwin's trial, other than his parents. It was me, a kid named Johan, and Jason Kessler. 
we were the only ones that showed up for that kid's trial. So, and the commies were there. You read, you told me you're reading the the stories coming out of the courtroom, I think, yesterday. Uh, That was probably the, uh, what she calls herself is the hot little commie bitch. (laughs) So, and and she was kind of cute, and she she was doing all kinds of notes throughout the trial. And just like me, I would go out, go open the lockbox, and it was on the other side of the metal detector, take out my cell phone, go out on the front porch and give a report on different radio shows. Farron show, a lot of shows I went online. And so that's the kind of thing that this young woman is doing, and, but she's a commie. So whether or not any mention was made of Dwayne Dixon, we don't know because she may not have reported that. The transcript is where you're going to get the information. And is that All right, gentlemen, it's uh, 10.06. It's time for Perry Mason, or I mean Don Black. Yeah. Uh, right, did I, uh, Frank, have you noticed that Don lo- is the spitting image of Raymond Burr? Yeah, it kind of looks like him a little bit, but not exactly. <laughs> but when, Don, when I first met Don when he was young, <laughs> anyway, it's time for Stormfront. You guys got it. I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Okay. Stop the recording, Rich. Save the recording, Rich. I hope we started it.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.